This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday, the 28th of January. In your Squeeze today, Australia's tribal arrangement with New Zealand, India's contentious agricultural laws, breaking shark records, and update your phone. This is your Squeeze today. For a while now, Claire, we've had an arrangement with New Zealand that meant our Kiwi friends were allowed to come to our shores without going into quarantine. That was suspended for 72 hours over the weekend due to news on Sunday of New Zealand's first case of community transmission of the coronavirus in two months. The catch is that that person had the highly contagious South African strain of the virus. With two more cases confirmed yesterday, our Prime Minister is set to make a decision today on whether to extend that suspension. And Kiwi Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said that she was disappointed about Australia's decision to suspend that travel arrangement, saying that she believed that it was being well managed domestically. Of course, with those two more cases yesterday, also of that really contagious South African strain, it's an issue that Australian officials say they want some more information on. So it might be that today that arrangement continues to be suspended until that information comes. Either way, we haven't had much luck getting a two-way travel bubble off the ground with New Zealand. Just when they've had cases, we've been pretty clear. And just when we've had cases, they've been pretty clear. But it's another bump in that travel bubble road. Yeah, good example of that at the moment. As this is all happening, Australia records 10 days without a locally acquired case of COVID-19. Which is a real achievement again. Of course, uh, many people had their Christmas and New Year's arrangements uh, really interrupted with the outbreaks on Sydney's northern beaches and also in the western suburbs. Those have pretty much been crushed, although authorities haven't said that yet. They want another few days to go past before they're really sure that those chains of transmission have been broken. To that end, restrictions on crowd numbers at home, outdoors and at functions will ease across Greater Sydney, that affects a lot of people. That's from tomorrow, as will mask wearing rules. Over now to the tale of Rosemary Rogers. She's 45. She worked at the National Australia Bank for two decades and her job for nine of those was running the CEO's office. Now, Claire, she's been found guilty of approving fraudulent invoices and receiving kickbacks in return and she's been jailed for eight years. Yeah, this is something that's been bubbling along in the media for a couple of years now, awaiting the outcome of that trial and that happened yesterday with the sentencing. She was involved in a $40 million fraud scheme, as you say, uh, approving those invoices from a mate's company. She pocketed $5.5 million herself in luxury holidays, home renovations, prepaid credit cards, a car, a boat, all sorts of things. And what the judge said yesterday was that he was staggered that National Australia Bank didn't pick that up in its auditing processes. The bank, for its part, says that it's improved those processes. As for her mate, her name is Helen Rosamond. She ran an event management company called Human Group. She's awaiting trial. The Bureau of Stats yesterday released the annual inflation number for last year, as foreshadowed in the podcast yesterday, Claire. So that's the amount by which things have increased in price. That number is 0.9%. No, the anticipation that was building up yesterday after that 
podcast. Yeah, 0.9%. Of course, the Reserve Bank has a target of 2 to 3% for inflation. So it's well below that. And there's a lot of work to do for that inflation rate to come up. It's important because if inflation is at that 2 to 3%, it means that there's a good chance that we're going to be getting uh, wage increases that will see us spend more, that gets business growing, that gets people employed. So it's a whole cycle. We've got a way to go. It's just one of those inputs that means that our economy is still lagging a bit behind where it needs to be. Many analysts, though, saying that that number's not too bad and that there are hopes that our economy is improving. Over to India now, and earlier this week, Claire, there were quite the scenes in Delhi when thousands of tractors, plus more people on foot, tried to advance into the capital. They've been protesting against new agricultural laws. News overnight that hundreds have now been arrested. Yeah, a couple of hundred have been arrested in those really wild scenes. If you have been near the TV in the last couple of days, you might have seen scenes of farmers on tractors and on horses riding into crowds. There was a person who was killed uh, in that protest, also a couple of hundred police officers who were injured. Those farmers have been blockading the roads into Delhi for the last couple of months, protesting against their laws. Narendra Modi, the Prime Minister, there made all sorts of promises to farmers about lifting their situation. Those promises haven't really been fulfilled and now these new laws will look to make things harder for them by opening up the agricultural sector to free trade. So those protests are going to be ongoing for some time yet. Yeah, as you say, it doesn't look like slowing down anytime soon. With a march planned for the 1st of February, that's when the government unveils its annual budget. Federal Parliament here in Australia starts again next week, Claire, and the opposition is making headlines today with Anthony Albanese's leadership seemingly under a bit of pressure. He spoke to ABC TV 7.30 last night and he fended off claims that there's a deep pessimism within the ranks there. Apparently there's a move on to look at his leadership with some concern that perhaps he might not be able to take them to a win at the next election which could be later this year or in the first half of next year. Mark Butler apparently will be moved on from his energy and climate change portfolio. He's an ally of Albanese's, but also looking uh, to make someone in that portfolio a little bit more attractive to traditional Labor voters who include, of course, mine workers. It's been a while since we've talked local politics and machinations. Feels good. Indeed. Feels normal. It does feel good, doesn't yeah. it? And as we say, Parliament kicks off next week. That starts on Tuesday. Some news on sharks now. And Australia set a not-so-great record last year, Claire. We were the deadliest location for shark attacks in the world, eight in total. Yeah, provoked and unprovoked attacks. We really are up there when it comes to shark attacks. There's been an increase around the world last year. That's been put down to chance. Yeah, lots of different theories, as we discovered when we did our squeeze shortcut on shark attacks in Australia. There's only been 12 around the world last year, though, so... Still very, very rare if that puts people's minds at ease. 
Speaking of shortcuts, it's Thursday, so we have a new shortcut out. Claire, we weighed up whether this one was a bit late in the piece, but if people out there are anything like me, I've heard a lot about Biden's election and how he plans to bring change and unity. But if someone actually asked me what his plan is, I'd probably struggle. (laughs) It's kind of the important bit. So this episode is about unpacking that. Yeah, and every day he's doing really big new things. Those things, though, are laid out in this plan. So you can get ahead of the curve by having a look at what he said he will do do and even mark off whether he's doing it. Yeah, link to that is in your episode notes. And finally, a bit of news on the shortcuts front. Those who received the Squiz Today email will notice today they'll also get a new email in their inbox. It's Squiz Shortcuts in an email form. A whole new outfit, but the same handy information. It's exciting, isn't it? It's a bit exciting. Amanda Gorman, who people may remember recited her poem, The Hill We Climb, at Joe Biden's inauguration last week, has signed with top-tier modelling agency IMG International. I was a little bit surprised about that, but apparently she has a really big fashion and beauty focus and she has signed with them. They're going to develop endorsements and editorial opportunities. Uh, She sees it as a way of connecting her work to a really big audience. Also, it's been confirmed she'll recite at the Super Bowl. That's on the 8th of Feb, Aussie time. And finally, Claire, Apple is recommending we all do the new phone update. It's important, apparently, there's a security upgrade in those updates for your iPhone and for your iPad. There's a couple of gaps that apparently are being exploited by hackers. So get into the settings, uh, press update, and you'll be all set to go. I've done it. Thank you very much for that. Before we finish off, squeeze the day and Claire. It's the start of the AFLW season. That's the women's AFL. Casting our minds back, and a lot was cancelled in March 2020. One of those many things was the AFL. FLW's final series. Pressure now on to deliver season 2021. And wasn't that disappointing last year, but fingers crossed for a better year for them. They're still going to have just a short nine rounds. The 14 teams won't get the chance to play each other in those rounds and then they go into three weeks of finals. So up there, Privatelli, she won Mark of the Year, not up there, Gazali. Uh, Good luck to them all. Yeah, Carlton versus Collingwood tonight. Tickets aren't free this year. $10 a pop and nearly half have been sold for tonight's match that's being played at Melbourne's Icon Park. There's also that decision on the New Zealand travel arrangement, Claire, and one for the Lego lovers out there. It's International Lego Day. (laughs) One also for the parents. Just watch your feet, I guess. Yeah. Gotcha. (laughs) That's all from us today. Thanks always for tuning in and we'll be back tomorrow. message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more.